1: to family values.
2: This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM.
1: So what if I write a poem like a song?
2: Good afternoon and welcome once again to Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM, I'm one of your uh, co-hosts this afternoon, R.C. Weslowski.
1: And I'm your other co-host, Pamela Bentley.
2: And we have in studio today uh, a guest by the name of Matt Miller, a.k.a. also known as Lip Balm. Hi, Matt. Hello. So good to have you here. It's great to be here. Nice to have you here on the West Coast, and we'll get into that. that you're living here in Vancouver in a minute, but uh, start us out with a poem. No problem.
0: Spit me a poem, you're the poet, man. Give me the feels tonight Cause we're all in the mood for some metaphors And you're the one holding the mic Do you live inside your poem? Metaphors for you to hide behind Words with three-minute expiry dates Hot air for a warm feeling Before the shiver of reality bites Do you wear it like a Snuggie? Similes to ease that choked up stage freeze cloak with a zombie walk to go with that zombie talk Just tell them what they want to hear If I mention Justin Trudeau Will my approval rating go up? This posture is just posturing I am not brave These hand movements, they're not sign language Don't read too far into them They're merely jazz hands With no music playing I'm often asked if I just make it up. Spit it straight from the dome. Like you must practice. Like a lot. (laughs) Like you must have a lot of time on your hands. My response forevermore. Time is an abstract concept created by humans to monitor their ongoing decay. Say it with me. Time is an abstract concept created by humans to monitor their ongoing decay. So while you watch the clock tick-tock, I switched my blood for two pints of sriracha. I brushed my teeth with a jalapeno pepper. I snorted wasabi and let the dragon spit fire straight into my mouth for inspiration. Because this damnation has my back against the wall. Because these damnations won't stop spilling, drilling, weeding, and seeding. Because this damn creation has a mind of its own and there are times it's unclear as to who is driving this locomotive. Loco? Motive? Crazy train where do you keep your spine does it only exist in a chapbook a carefully folded forest collecting dust on a merch table where do you keep your spine does it only exist on a stage under light speak clearly now you have three minutes to change the world but the real question still remains what are you gonna do with the other 23 hours and 57 minutes
2: Good question. What do you (laughs) often do with the uh, other twenty-three hours and fifty-seven minutes?
0: Um, Sleep, uh, uh, read, um, nourish myself.
2: What do you read? What do you read most? What kind of uh, stuff attracts you?
0: Uh, I read anything that Right Bloody puts out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I read Bukowski when I'm feeling dirty. and decrepit. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: Have you applied to ri- ever applied to Right bloody through their process and all that?
0: No, I, I feel like they're such a large entity that is of one
2: person. Of
0: one person that is, and, and I feel like I mean, other than CR, I don't think they've produced any Canadians.
2: Yeah, just CR. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I feel like that's another uphill battle.
1: So you mean large entity in this set, in the case of like that they have a, a big presence?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amongst poets, at least. Yeah. You know, you can't say right bloody, bloody to a poet and them not know what you're talking right. about.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, the, all the other questions that you ask in that and, and some of them, it's this kind of backhanded compliments that when you're quoting people, you must practice a lot and you must have a lot of time on your hands. So that's the other 20... Yeah, three hours and fifty-seven minutes. But uh, do people actually say that to you?
0: For sure. <laughs> well, and that's well, and it's the other line about um, do do you spit it straight from the dome?
1: Right. Well, I thought that was more of a compliment because, that, well, I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at. Because it. it sounds like a compliment because it means that you're fluid, and I'm and sure people yeah.
0: mean it as a compliment, right? Because they think <laughs> you know you're you're a rapper and you're you can just go and improv it. You just go up there and freely just it comes out. And I'm like, in a way, that is a compliment. But in another way, it kind of uh, puts down all the practice that I have put into this poem right, to make it the yeah. polished piece that it is. Um, there, there is some time spent here. There isn't just the three minutes on stage. There's mm-hmm. the eight hours of practice that happened uh, earlier this week. Yeah. That made yeah. it a. But I think you
2: get that. Or at least I, it takes a while. Like if you, whether you watch a football game or an athletic event or you watch the ballet um, you can get caught up in the moment of the presentation and not know or forget about the hours and hours and hours and hours of preparation and rehearsal that leading that leads up to the performance that makes the performance look like it's fluid and it's happening right then and all that sort of stuff, which is what rehearsal is for.
1: You mean as somebody watching, you can forget that? Yeah, that I forget mean? that, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah
0: I, I practice a lot at looking natural. Yeah, well, yeah. that's
1: the thing. and It's like if you make it look easy, then it also, it's like the audience wants you to succeed and so if you are making them comfortable by succeeding and doing it well and you're you're not like making them nervous because you, you yeah like is he going to be able to make it through the poem yeah but you're also challenging them in other ways i'm not that familiar with your work so i've only seen pretty much what you've done since you got to vancouver i saw a little bit at sips last year which is canadian individual poetry slam championships um but i have noticed that your poems are very well crafted and that you do these things on stage where you go places and we're not quite sure where you're going to take us. And then there's humor, but then there's a profundity to it that comes in when the like the turn or mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. And so, I mean, I've been incredibly impressed by that. So I can tell they're crafted, but you also make it look really easy and natural, even though I know it's not because I can't do it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because, uh, well, I started out as a stand-up comedian.
1: Oh, okay.
2: And
0: uh, that became too easy. Um, making people laugh, I found, was very easy.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> There and, you go, demonstration. And when I, you can I,
0: o- I always hated the idea of, like, in comedy, it's like you got to make people laugh every 10 seconds or every 12 seconds or whatever it is. And uh, that seemed a little too forced. Mm-hmm. And then you, you end up walking around with this own laugh track in your head where you're like, you need this. Um, and yeah, like I said, it just got too easy. And I was like, I needed a new form where I was allowed to do other things and I was allowed to set up the comedy in a different way and use the comedy as a relief for other things, for more serious things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, comedy is a big, uh, it's still a big part of what I do. I'm just using it for different means.
1: Right.
2: Have you gone back and used, uh, performed your poems at comedy clubs now? Because I, because I, because you, a lot of comedic comics eventually get to the point where it's, uh, you know, commentary, commentary, and then funny, ha ha ha, mm-hmm. and then, you know, thoughts and thoughts and thoughts, and then funny, you know, it's not, it isn't just joke after joke after joke.
0: I have done it, and comedians have hated me for it. Uh, what are you doing on this show? That's not what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if people are laughing, I'm not really too sure what the problem is yeah. here. Like, you're 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 putting yourself in a pro- in a box pretty hard, um, so yeah. I did that a few times just as a uh, kind of just a piss off comedian sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that gets old too, and you're kind of like, why am I doing this? <laughs> I can just go where people enjoy what I'm doing yeah. and are more accepting to it.
2: Have it you was- found? Oh, sorry.
0: Just, I was just, it wasn't really so much the crowds that didn't like it. It was just the comedians themselves mm-hmm. on the shows who were like, what are you doing here?
2: Yeah. Have you found that uh, poetry audiences, uh, not easier to laugh, but you know, with the expectation of, uh, maybe it's something serious. And then there's that, there is that release of laughter that they're eager to, uh, For sure. laugh.
0: Especially, you know, some slams where it gets, where it's just overload on heavy. You've just got a hundred people sitting in a room waiting for a reason to laugh. Yeah. And when I show up, that's, that's perfect timing for me. Sure. And cool.
2: then
1: you trick them. Yeah. And make it profound.
2: Yeah, you throw in a couple of good heavy <laughs> lines. That's nice. Uh, so let us uh, hear another poem yeah. from sure. you. Our guest sure. today is uh, Matt Miller, a.k.a. Lip Bomb. And you're listening to them here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. Our show is Wax Poetic.
0: Proof rock, shadow runner foretold. Your power is in your hair. Same day saw a bumper sticker reading Grow your hair and your mind will follow (laughs) Now I'm afraid that my hair is more alive than I am My hair is the life of the party Thrashing the dead Kennedys Grabs the last beer without asking My hair is in the hot tub Wearing water wings My hair is a terrible roommate Is so damn loud (laughs) Never does the dishes is so damn loud. My hair hits on women out of its league. My hair is sleeping in your bed. My hair tiptoes out in the morning. My hair says, I'll call you, while crossing its fingers. My hair slips small truth in its big lies. Old men love to hate my hair Gives them flashbacks to before the burden of bald spots began. Makes them remember the wind. <laughs> Cruising with the top down downtown, like looking in a time machine mirror, single tear flows down the river wrinkle. Young men hate to love my hair. I love your flow, bro. I'm trying this new thing where I accept the love I'm given. Instead of push brooming love under the rug, beating it to death dust until I cough up crimson doubt and spit out hunks of self-hate. My mind is standing in the corner, back against the wall, getting wrapped up in chants. My mind is apologizing to the host while while scrubbing caked puke off the porcelain. My mind pays rent on time, speaks so specifically, takes the coldest showers. My mind chats to the single friend who got left behind by her married friends after a girl's night out. My mind respectfully declines, sleeps on the couch, leaves a thoughtful thank you note. My mind says I'm sorry without crossing its fingers. My mind tells believable lies while sprinkling in some truth. My hair stays up all night long. My mind goes to bed early, wakes up early, and tells my hair, "Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but someday, I'm gonna outgrow you."
2: That's great. I heard that. Uh, I, was, I don't know if it was. No, it was last week. Yeah, uh, last for week, first time. And uh, I love that. I would, I don't know. There was something about it that uh of, of the pieces that i've heard of yours that that just uh i don't know resonate a little a uh, little more with me i really like that piece a lot is
0: Cause it because you're one of those old guys
2: probably <laughs> and yeah, the hair still, thing i
1: was thinking though he's still got not lots of hair to remember the wind you know the wind RC. i know the wind got i've seen
2: it and felt it <laughs> yeah. and it's felt me
1: and during that during that piece the the headphones were slowly your hair yeah. was slowly pushing the headphones off of the back of your mind yes Right. Yeah.
2: I guess, so I was quickly for part of the visual is that you can't see Matt, but Matt has a big, wavy, <laughs> locky head full of hair and it's multicolored and, and all that sort of stuff. So live, it adds to the whole whole thing as well. Sorry,
1: That's all right. No, you didn't. You were just adding on to what I was saying. On Twitter, I posted a picture of it for just that okay. reason. <laughs> There's a picture of Matt on the tweet about today's show. Um, so you can see the Great blonde streak that he's put in there. I think that's a recent addition, is it not? Yes, I
0: decided to make that decision for my 30th birthday that I Uh. needed a blonde streak to forge some youngness back into me. Mm. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) When did
2: you turn 30? Uh, January 28th. (laughs) <laughs> um a couple of things can you explain or talk to us about your writing process because that would be more or less a list poem that you just did I? yeah, um, yeah. and so something like that, did you just go, oh, I'm going to write a whole bunch of lines about my hair, or what was the start of that piece
0: yeah, um it was it was always going to be the conflict between my mind and my hair. uh I knew that much um so I kind of created these two identities for each. And, and kind of wrote everything I didn't like about myself, <laughs> and that would be my hair's fault. <laughs> and then all the true things about me that m- some people may not see mm-hmm. uh, would be my mind. Um, it started out too much, um, my hair, my hair, my hair, my hair. Uh, so I edited it down to kind of put some parts together so it wasn't so ri- repetitious. Um, also, when I do list poems, I can't ever do the number thing because mm-hmm. that's just far too American um
2: it's so and i well i find it a little irritating as well oh yeah. yeah
0: unless you're gonna play with it
2: yeah and like, like mike mcgee does like the,
0: yeah and mix up the numbers and then change the numbers for letters and like do yeah. something with it it's it's a little bit of a lazy way to do things yeah um so yeah i've hidden this list poem with we, no
2: numbers silent numbers
1: yeah. So the, and the you start with um, uh, Proof Rock Shadowrunner, who yeah. won the Canadian Individual Poetry Slam Championships last year, and who's going to be host- two years ago, two years ago, two years ago. Right. That's two years ago. Last year was Andre Prefontaine, both
0: former teammates of mine on our Toronto oh. Championship winning team in 2014.
1: There you go. No, no accident. Right. So I got to um, catch up to them, apparently. Yeah. It's, it's what's yeah, happening. Yeah. <laughs> so he said your strength is in your hair. Did he say that to you specifically or is that just one of his precepts that he shares with the world?
0: Well, he's never cutting his hair again either. Right. And so, you said that
1: before we went on air, right. but you didn't say that in that poem because in that poem, I thought, well, does does that mean you're just going to accept that your mind and your hair, like your hair may actually overpower your mind or is your mind going to never be cut or stop growing as well? We'll see. <laughs> Because I hear that poem kind of as a way of maturing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you, there's that line in there about not being self-hating. And, and when you said that you'd stop doing stand-up, I was going to make some crack about, you know, maybe you accepted yourself a little bit more. And you Well, that's another to...
0: reason why I stopped doing comedy is comedians themselves are terrible people. Um, and I didn't really want to associate myself with, with that type of person anymore.
2: I hear that over and over again. Is that just a... Uh... Well, you're saying that it's true. But I feel like it's a general thing rather than like pretty much everybody you've encountered is just problematic.
0: (laughs) I think it's just the extremes with comedians are so high and low that um, they always want to be on because it's the best when they feel their best. Mm -hmm. And with people who are always on, it's always very trying especially if you're hanging out with four or five people who are always on
2: everything's a joke for, joke off
1: yeah
0: and it's a, it's a competition within itself it's like can we not just sit around after a show and enjoy each other's company
1: Right. Yeah. yeah, I would like to say probably not all comedians, but I get that there's like this insecurity or need for the stroking of the laughter, right? Yeah. For the payoff of the laughter. And what you're describing would be really trying. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I do know a couple of comedians who aren't horrible. Oh, for people. sure. They're but not I, 100%. I do agree the worst. with what you're saying, which is why I heard that line in there as probably referencing that as well. I
2: think poets are the same way except that they wallow <laughs> in the in the misery and then try and write it into a poem and mm-hmm. not and maybe not always deny it as opposed to. So then they comedians. want people
1: to just be pity, pitying them yeah, rather exactly. than laughing at them.
2: You know, like you can't be on all the time so you just, you know, oh god, I'm not any good. I'm horrible. <laughs> I just oh, why am I even writing anymore? Someone help me, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of that in poetry, whereas com- comedians probably deny that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs>
1: It's like, I'm going to make you laugh so that you can make me feel good. And then we'll both feel good. And then we all feel good. And yeah, we don't have to face what's really in our dark hearts. That's right.
2: <laughs> Unless you write poems as well.
0: Well, because I actually went to comedy school. Oh, uh, where? Humber College in Toronto. It was the only post-secondary thing that I could see myself doing or mm-hmm. spending money on. Uh, so that was where I went. And one of the first things they told us was that this profession, next, like number one is dentist, and number two is comedian suicide. of who commits suicide. <laughs> yeah, depression. And then, yeah. so it was a very prominent thing at the school of like if you're, you know, right. need to talk to somebody. If you ha- if you're having huh. these feelings, we have these resources for you. Right. And I was like, I didn't know this, so I yeah. was like right off the bat, I was like, well, that's
2: a wake-up call right there that's the dark for what i'm getting into Uh so what happens at uh at the comedy school what did you what kind of courses were there so you do clown
0: you do stand-up you do sketch you do uh improv you do the history of canadian comedy uh you do acting for film and television Mm -hmm. uh so yeah it's just a little bit of everything kind of uh idea and then kind of see where you're at and and where you want to go
2: Aside from stand-up, what were some of the other ones that intrigued you that you thought? Maybe I'd try improv or maybe I'll try clown or something. Like or I was, like
0: was saying song song earlier, I hate improv. Mm. I love a script. Give me a script. I'll memorize it. Everything's great. When I have to think about things off the top of my head, no good. Every cipher I've ever been in, I've done a memorized poem. <laughs> fake it every
1: time. Yeah, <laughs> You just did that off the top of your head. Right. You, even you know practice? what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so, yeah, improv was my least favorite class. Um, I, back then, I was a stand-up, I, and I didn't really like sketch because I didn't like working with other people and mm. them writing my jokes or me having to write jokes for other people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was my, mainly about the stand-up.
2: So and then, there, And there was only,
0: out of my class of 40 people, there was only four of us who even wanted to be stand-ups. So oh, okay, okay. that helped. Yeah.
2: So then how do you uh, translate, like, not working with others into being on a poetry slam team?
0: See, that's when I actually started liking working oh, okay. with others because – The way I look at poets is we're we're all word magicians, and we all have a certain set of tricks. And every team I've been on, I just try and steal all the tricks from all the people I've been with, and just you know take a little bit here and there and and put it into me so I can make more great art. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, the collaborative thing kind of stopped in comedy when it's in poetry. Just um, I feel like there's more we can do. um, You know what I mean in terms of staging a poem and. The choreography in it and uh, letting each person's talent kind of be added into that piece um, is a lot more fun with poets than mm. with comedians.
2: What have you stolen from Andre and or uh,
1: Proofrock? <laughs> Hair. Um, Loud shirts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andre, uh, the first time I saw Andre was at Underground Indies. When he completely improved a poem while like crab walking. Doing a
2: spider thing. Yeah,
0: and cr- like crab walking and almost like uh, curling into himself. Yeah. Uh, and he was against Ahmed Nomadic, and Ahmed Nomadic went up after him and was like, what am I supposed to do after that? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Andre, it's just all about um, the use of your body. And how you know Andre's not a big guy, yeah. but he seems like he's oh, yeah. huge on stage. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. arms wide out, and and he's got an intensity to him yeah. uh, that's that's hard to 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 channel in the right way. Um, Proof Rock is just smooth, um, <laughs> and he's 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 funny as hell too, though. Mm-hmm. Like me and him just sit around laughing all the time. Like that's what me and Proof rock do. So, about being loose so and you about were, owning the moment. Yeah.
1: Well, that's kind of improv. For sure. Yeah. So you were on a team with them? Yeah. And but 2 years ago you is it 2 years ago you were on a team that won the individual or the team slam.
0: That was the team. That's what he said. That's yeah. The, yeah, team. It the team. Okay. That was Team Toronto is me, uh, Proof, Andre, uh, Sabrina Benaim. Yeah. And Estefania Okay, so that turned out pretty well, and, and Ian Kataku was our coach.
1: Oh, there you go. So and then you came here when? So you've left all that behind you, right? And you have moved to the west coast, like so many young Canadians before you.
0: Yeah, me and uh, <laughs> me and Johnny Trin have started the uh, migration of poets to Vancouver, so expect many more. And Kay and Frankie and, K, and, and I mean, it's
1: like it's a constant flow. I have to tell you. <laughs> uh, it's
0: uh, that's the thing is you come and you do sips and you're here for a week or two and then you have to leave and every time you have to leave you're like why am I leaving <laughs> why am I leaving this place yeah. why am I doing my, why am I doing this to myself every year yeah yeah so f- I finally made the decision I wasn't going to do that to myself ah. again and I love it I How should long have you been here should have done it three years ago. Okay. Mm. Uh, I've only been here three months. but I'll Tell uh, me
1: again next December after you've done the November. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> it's not that bad. It's I know. My than... first November here, though, was like, I was feeling like you were. And then my first November here, I was just like, whoa, what have I done? Maybe this... Yeah. So that's why I said that. Well, I'm experience. also
0: pretty sure I brought you guys the worst winter you've had in 30 it's years. It's true. It's true. Because so still uh, saying... everyone was telling me before I was about to leave, they're like, eh, it's going to rain all the time. And I was like, you know what? I would deal with rain for 100 days in a row if that means I don't have to shovel anything.
1: I know. I used to live in Ottawa.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. I'm done shoveling.
1: Me too. Except I did a yeah, lot of it except... this year. Well, not a lot. But like, in comparison to Ottawa, it's not a lot. But it was a lot for here.
0: Right. Everyone's freaking out. And, I and was even like, though there are six it's people. my fault. Who... I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And even That's though there okay. are six
1: people that live in the house that my suite is in. I was the only one shoveling. That's not fair. Way to go, Pam. Yeah.
2: Uh, we have time probably for one more poem from you. Do you have a Do you have a one or two minute poem? Yeah, sure. Let's throw that down.
0: Okay. I hug like a speedo. <laughs> I hug like it's going out of style. I hug like you're honey, and I'm a black bear. Rar. <laughs> I hug like touchdowns. I hug like game-winning goals. I hug like it's the bottom of the ninth. I hug like it's the bottom of a glass. I hug like the bottle's empty. I hug like I lost a game to spin the bottle. I hug like I'm squeezing lemons. I hug like a party. I hug like a pillow. I hug like a wrestling match. I hug like mommy saved me. I hug like I don't want to lose you. I hug like you don't want to lose me. I hug like it hurts I hug like forever. I hug like never again. I hug like a handshake. I hug like an earthquake. I hug like an iceberg. I hug like a sinking ship. I hug like I can't quit. I hug like an intervention. I hug like words won't help. I hug like a boot in the mud. I hug like a hand grenade. I hug like I'm turning lemons into lemonade. I hug waiting For heartbeats to synchronize, I hug like it's cold outside, I hug like it's getting hot in here, I hug like I'm forcing out fear, I hug like the atmosphere. I hug like polar bears and grizzly bears make pizzly bears, I hug like the whites and blacks of a piano, I hug like sustenance, I hug like oxygen, I hug like you need this, I hug like a coffin, I hug like a funeral. I hug like I'm setting up the kiss of death. I hug like I'm setting up a knife in the back. I hug like everything's going to be all right. I hug hoping that you realize that I love to love and hate to hate. I hug like there's no time left. I hug like I need
2: this. Hmm. Great. Thank you. Our guest today, Matt Miller, a.k.a. Lip Balm here on Co-op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM, Wax Poetic. Uh, Got some event listings there, Pam?
1: Yeah, Friday, March 24th, the English Students' Union at SFU. I was like, St. Francis? No, Simon Fraser University. So at SFU Burnaby in the SFSS highland pub is having a night of poetry and the people who are featuring there are kelsey savage and christine leclerc that is a great pairing i have to say thinking maybe i can make it all the way out there friday is also skate the book from 9 to 11 30 so the one at uh, sfu is at 7 9 to 11 30 is skate the book that's ellie crowd gardner's serpentine loop Um, book being put on ice at the hill hillcrest community center rink 4575 clancy loringer way in vancouver and saturday march 25th there's the win uh, is an evening of poetry in richmond from six to eight you can look more information up about that sunday march 26th at poetry new west at the heritage grill from two to four aiden chafe and nazreen pivjak Uh,
2: monday is our youth poetry slam finals featuring spilius the Ridiculous One All Ages event at the Wise Hall. Show starts at 8 o'clock. Doors are at 7. Uh, hopefully, you come check that out. The seven uh, top scoring poets from the season, youth poets from the season, will be trying to make the 2017 Youth Slam team. And Spilius, like I guess, mentioned, will be featuring. And if you're interested in Baloo, the bout draw for Baloo 2017 will be happening then as well.
1: Thanks for being our guest today, Matt. Thanks for having me.
2: So glad to have you, and uh, we'll chat with you next week. I'm RC. Well, not with you, well, I guess we will, but not here on the radio. Uh, I'm RC Weslowski. I'm Pam Bentley. And no apologies necessary is coming up next. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO, one hundred point five FM.
1: So what? So what? So what? So what? So what?